Hi, it's Theo from Compton Acres, and today we're with Mary Payne MBE, who is the horticultural consultant at Compton Acres. And today we're going to be discussing using pots and containers in your garden. So Mary, can you uh, explain to me the benefits of using pots and containers? Well, I think, Theo, one of the great things about a pot is that you can stand it on a patio where you haven't got access to earth. Um, you can put it in odd corners. You can move them around. So they're very versatile things. And we are a little bit, as a country, addicted to growing things in <laughs> pots. But it does make life difficult for ourselves. Excellent. And uh, tell us a bit about the pots that we have at Compton Acres, because I'm seeing lots here. Oh, there's a huge range of pots. And I think just a little explanation of the different styles of pots is, is worthwhile. On this side, we've got what one might call glazed pots. And these are excellent because, A, they come in a lovely range of colours um, that you can choose to go with your decor because the garden has become very much an outdoor room now. Um, so they're excellent and they are not porous. So you're not losing water through the side. On this side, we've got traditional terracotta pots and one of the advantages of those is they keep the roots nice and cool as mm. do the glazed but the huge disadvantage is if you pot directly into it it's porous so it loses water through the sides it loses water through the top of the compost and the plants pump out water so you've got much bigger maintenance job to keep them watered but what you can do is if you can get hold of a carrier bag these days, which are in little short supply, mm. cut the bottom off the bag, see the hole in the bottom, leave the hole absolutely clear, line the sides of your terracotta pot with the plastic bag, with the carrier bag, put in the compost, plant up, trim off the surplus, tuck it down the sides and you've actually made a lovely terracotta plot that will keep things nice and cool and you've stopped it losing water through the sides. Excellent. So, and there's, there's such a range of colours and shapes and sizes. Just another word on, on shape. If you get a pot that is wider in its middle, it's got a bit of middle age spread than the top is, then avoid potting directly into it because if you do you'll never get the plant out because the roots will expand into that bellied shape and you've got problems mm. but what you can do is find a just an ordinary old plastic pot that fits snugly inside it and you've saved yourself and again an awful lot of watering and make it very versatile okay so there's lots, lots you can do with them um, with a pot so we mm. ought to move on to the compost shouldn't we Absolutely, what you put in yeah. There's so many different composts around. Here at Compton Acres, what we do in our pots is we use a mixture of a multi-purpose compost. At the moment, that's still a peat-based one, but the industry is working towards peat-free. And we mix it with a good old John Innes, number two. Mm. And John Innes has got earth in but it's sterilised earth, so it's not going to grow weeds. And you've got the advantage of both. A peat-based compost has a lot of air in it, which roots want. The John Innes has got a earth in it, which has got clay, which is a very good buffer and holds nutrients. So you've got the advantages of both. So we mix it on a 50-50 basis, and that's ideal. And then, into that, plants need food. They like a bit of meat and two veg. Mm. So into that, mix in with your compost some of these new slow-release granules that you can get because they will feed your pots for 
three months or six months depending on how long the plant is going to stay in the pot. And it's very clever because it only releases the nutrients when the plant is growing. As soon as the temperature drops, it stops releasing nutrients because the plants stop growing. So it's very, very clever and they're just so good. And the other thing for summer pots, and I only use it for summer pots, to aid the watering is to add one of these um, water retaining gels. There's a lot of products around but swell gel is one that a lot of folk uh, know and I would recommend that you swell it first. This looks like a bag of sugar when it mm. arrives. Put it in water and, and it swells enormously and then mix the right amount into the volume of compost in your pot and when the going gets tough the plant roots say hmm there's a little lump of gel. I'll, I can still get water from that. So it, it makes watering and maintaining your plants much, much easier. So it's, it's well worthwhile. Excellent. So we've heard a lot about the benefits of using pots and containers. But what do you think are the limitations for gardeners? I think it's really trying to grow the right plant. If you suddenly decide that your patio needs a climber um, over a pergola or something and you think that you've got no earth so you can put it in a pot, um, you're really going to struggle. Something like the large clematis, the clematis that have just finished flowering now, uh, clematis montana, they're too vigorous to grow in a pot. Uh, you'd never actually be able to keep enough water going into the pot and you'd need a very large pot. A lot of shrubs like rhododendrons and azaleas can be grown in a sort of barrel-sized um, pot but it still has a limited life so it's, it's better to stick to the shorter um, okay. sort of season things really. Just don't, don't get over-enthusiastic but basically anything can be grown in a pot. When you think of the bonsai folk, they grow things... 200-year-old oak trees on a handful of soil, on a bit of slate. Yes. So anything can be grown in a pot, and they're just so versatile. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Mary. Um, for anyone looking for more tips, uh, the gardeners are always here at Compton Acres in Poole, uh, so feel free to pop in, visit the plant centre, and get some tips and tricks.